Welcome along to the Football Debate Room podcast. This is episode number 10 and once again I'm hosting Kevin Gimenez and I'm joined as always by Mr Andrew Dallas. How you doing mate? You good? Good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously last podcast we did in November so um, the big question on everyone's lips is is it another club for a clubhouse? Is he <laughs> staying? Is he still at Haywards Heath? How's it going? What's going on mate? How's it going? Mate, I'm in a great position. Um, still at Haywards Heath. Uh, we are now joint third in the league. We are in one cup final. And this Wednesday, we have a semi final against Burgess Hill. The winner of that fin- um, semi final goes on to play at the Amex Stadium in the final. Nice. So, yep, it's been the same club. Um, been here a while now, how long now yeah. is it? Oh, it's been a long time. Uh, For you? <laughs> yeah, it, it has, it has. Um, I'm going to say four or five months. Um, I, w- I went, funny funny enough, I went alone for like one week. And like at, at the end of the week, I think after they played their game, they contacted me straight away and said, look, we want you to come back. So yeah. that to me still the same club yeah yeah yeah. so I've had a good year to be fair yeah. very very good year so if you um, if you manage to get promotion yeah what league do you go up to from that from would be the Bostic Premier yeah yeah that was Bostic Premier which is obviously one below the conference south so yeah looking forward to that that would be a it's, well obviously the challenges are still here this year but yeah. that would be nice so if it's, this is in all honesty this is one of the best um, team units I've ever played in really yeah. really good bunch of lads no egos all hard working any special players that stand out for you? Yeah. it's so crazy that I've played with special players before and I'd say they're special um, because they have individual talent but these guys are special because they just they they do everything not to a book but to a high standard and and it's become so normal that I could say that about six, seven, eight of them like really, really high talented players but they don't make a thing of it if you know what I mean they just get on with the job each game like the game's finished and they're just like okay let's go win the next one Mm. let's go win the next one let's go win the next one and that for me has just been brilliant mentality wise at least anyway like I don't even think about like winning a game now doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? We beat some of the biggest teams and we just on to the next game, on to the next game. And I think that's why we're in the position we're in. So definitely some really, really talented players. But I don't know, if you came to watch, you you, you probably only see it in training with them, mm. if you know what I mean. But when you come to watch, they don't try anything fancy. They keep they do the simple thing and the most effective thing. So yeah. Good mate, I'm glad it's all going well. Obviously I'm watching with a close eye and ready, <laughs> ready to pounce on any failures, uh, any stints on the bench, yeah. you know, I'll be on your back. So well, uh, now, I, 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 Right now, the funny thing is, is that um, obviously when I first went, I was um, up top and I think I scored something like 10 in 11 or 10 in 12. And then um, uh, when the other striker came back from injury, I ended up um, on the bench. No, I came off at half-time one game. I think the next game was on the bench. 
and I watched him play and I was like, I, I get it now. Because when I first come, they were trying to play long ball to me oh. and stuff. And I see, he's, he's literally seven foot five, Kim, like massive <laughs> guy, like absolutely massive. Um, and then when, I think when they wanted me back, they wanted someone that could obviously play off him mm. or if he's injured or whatever, play up top. So I've spent the last six games, I think, mm. six out of the seven, sorry, in the 10, yeah. but it's not a 10, it's basically a central midfielder. It's, it's the same as like a Liverpool 10, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's your central midfielder. So it's been completely different. Haven't scored for six games, obviously from that position, but still enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, still enjoying it. So yeah. it's it's definitely been a big eye opener for me, but mm. loving it, loving Good. it. Quality, quality. But we've got two uh, topics to do. Um, there's a little bit of breaking news while we was on the way to record the pod about Chelsea and the banning of um, uh, signing players, but we'll touch on that later on at the end because we want to talk about Mauricio Sarri as well. But the uh, the second topic we're going to do is Man United revival. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's obviously turned the form around of Man United, so the question that we've put out to everyone is, should he get the job permanently? Um, obviously, Dallas being a Man United fan is going to touch on that. Me being a Liverpool fan, I'll stick my <laughs> oar in as well and say what I think about that. And we're also going to talk about the um, the game coming up on Sunday, Liverpool versus Man United at Old Trafford. Uh, but the first topic we're going to do is not involving uh, Dallas's team, it's involving my team, um, the title race. Uh, who do we think is going to win the Premier League? And now, uh, a lot of talk of it being a two-horse race with Liverpool um, and City, Spurs have sort of put in a, a mad run of form really not really I suppose form and the way they've been playing hasn't been great but obviously with Kane missing Ali missing I think they've won 11 out of 12 or something yeah. crazy like that and they keep getting the results so is it now a free horse race or um, what do people think about that now we've got a few comments here that I'll read out from the group um, and then obviously we'll get uh, Dallas's feedback and myself and we can say what we think but first comment is a bit of a long one from Chris Wheeler uh, the title race I stand by my prediction that City will win the league and Liverpool close second it was always going to be difficult for City to replicate their dominance from last season however Liverpool deserve credit for making a closer affair than many thought it would be regarding Spurs I don't think it's a three horse race yes mathematically they're in with a shout but realistically it won't happen City and Liverpool are far better equipped and have better squads they're playing at their peak and have overperformed uh, I think he's talking about Spurs there. They can't add depth to their squad because they haven't got the money due to increased spending on the Phantom Stadium that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to jump in there. Um, Jeff uh, Gosby, who's um, a member of the group and a Spurs fan, I went to college with. I saw his Instagram story. He actually was one of the people that got shown around the ground yeah, yeah. at night and it looks amazing. Yeah. It really does. But I think they failed some more safety checks recently. So, oh. yeah, so that's a bit embarrassing for them. But it is going to be the nuts of a stadium. Um, Chris Wheeler again. On that note, I'm talking from experience. The Emirates cost a lot uh, less than the Tottenham's new stadium. And the reality is we had to sell our best players to help balance the finances. Spurs' new ground will cost in excess of one billion bloody hell so player sales are inevitable however if anyone can get a maximum fees for his players it is Daniel Levy Um, Bukhtar Hussain says I predicted Liverpool to win the league start of the season I think we blew it by dropping points against Leicester and West Ham I think it's cities to lose especially if they're the easier fixtures coming up than Liverpool I'm not sure about that one Um, as per usual Spurs will fall short again and fail in the final hurdle 
Um, Sharifa Sessi, Man City to win with a little praying hands emoji. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Oli, Oli, Oli for the job long term. So he's talking about the second one as well. Uh, Ace Real City says Spurs are mathematically in the title race, but not realistically. Um, <laughs> you know he's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, of course. Uh, another Arsenal fan, Aaron Murphy here. At this moment in time, I would say that Man City will win the league. They seem to have shifted up their gear with results and performances. Their squad depth is incredible. Against Arsenal, they brought on Jesus, Mares. We brought on Ramsey, who's leaving uh, the club. And the fake Suarez, who's unproven in the Premier League, says it all. Liverpool still have a great chance, but I can see City pipping them. Spurs are there as well, but outsiders. They've done very well, but very fortunate to get results whilst key players have been out. They'll need some sort of trophy before they can ever begin to claim that North London is white. <laughs> <laughs> Barry judges, it's a two-horse race. Spurs have got to go to both City and Liverpool and win both games if they have a chance to win the league. Well, what if they do win them two games, mm-hmm. didn't it? does open it up. Um, Frankie Scrivener, in my opinion, as much as I like Spurs, I don't see them... Uh, to have a chance I also can only see City winning it uh, with Liverpool's recent form and injury crisis and City have such depth in their squad with world class players not even making the bench I mean that's a good point Uh, the games where Liverpool dropped the points against Leicester um, and West Ham you looked at their bench because they had quite a few injuries and it was so weak compared to City who constantly have Mahrez Sane I mean Sane on the bench for anyone is crazy Um, but yeah what a squad they've got um, Tommy Roberts people writing off Liverpool far too early in my opinion they just went through an, a supposed bad patch and still didn't lose a game one defeat all season only 15 goals conceded in 26 games plus they played City twice already as well as a quite a few favourable running game, running um, in that, sorry as well as a quite a favourable running considering they don't have top sides two games running from now until the end of the season uh, Van Dijk staying fit is key for me um, Amir Jade Aaron uh, says Spurs aren't in any title race but they will retain the putting on pressure cup 2018-19 he also says in my opinion Man City are the best team in the league and will retain the Premier League um, but I wouldn't be shocked if Liverpool won it um, as they have been more consistent I also feel that Liverpool being called bottlers in some quarters is getting to them slightly they've been amazing this year they've lost just once and we're nearly at the end of February which is some going I mean people do forget they've got the record for the best Premier League start ever I believe yeah. I think they they did beat it um, Marcel Dennis for me Man City will retain the title as they're just clicking into a menacing form at the right time they have no injury worries and Aguero is firing on all cylinders they lose the loss to Newcastle was probably a kick up the backside that they needed Liverpool just get pipped I think which could prove pretty hurtful as with the season they've had you'd expect to win the league and probably they deserve to but I must say that they haven't played consistently as well as they did last year. Not sure Cater has been the signing they expected him to be at the moment, as he was the miss- meant to be the missing piece, um, missing final piece in their jigsaw. I've got to say, he's starting to play really well, Cater. He's yeah. starting to see signs of the Leipzig player that we thought we were going to get, but that's a valid point for the start. Um, he goes on to say, Spurs have done incredibly uh, to get where they are. Uh, to be five points behind the league leaders with a game in hand after 26 games is beyond what we could have hoped for. And once again, got injuries that were meant to be doomed, um, but gone on to gain maximum points so far. It says a lot about us um, not being 
not being the one-man team that we've been touted as in the past. With signing no players and the uncertainty surrounding the stadium, Spurs were most people's favourites to drop out of the top four and having this con consistently aimed at them um, to remain... Hold on. At the moment, consistently at the moment, to remain in the Champions League is more important than winning the FA Cup or League Cup at the moment. If it's a choice between the two of this current moment in time... I think he's saying that they choose to play in the Champions League rather than the FA Cup or the League Cup. Mm. He's also put North London is white. That's the Aaron <laughs> Murphy who said that. Um, Amir Jade again from Arsenal, Arsenal fans says, I find it amazing that the top four is now the shining beacon and the way other clubs talk about it who have been nowhere near it consistently in recent years now have a completely different view. Wenger was derided for finishing top four for 21 out of 22 years. The butt of a lot of jokes and memes but now other clubs have arrived for a few years and they talk about it very differently. That's a very good point, actually. Um, the final one on this, Frankie Scrivener, he's saying, is the quad a possibility for City or is it out of their reach? Now, I mean, I, I, they've obviously got the, the cup final this uh, Sunday against Chelsea. I don't think anyone's back in Chelsea in that, are they? No, no um, So they're probably going to have the League Cup wrapped up. Um Quite a favourable draw again in in the FA Cup away to Swansea. I mean they've yeah. they've been getting some ridiculous draws. I mean I know I go on about Man United's yeah, luck, exactly. but I think he's starting to get yeah. he's starting to get some mad draws. So I think they can win the FA Cup. The league, I I genuinely feel that City, you know they're that good. Any other any other season, the start that Liverpool's had, they'd they'd be nailed on champions already. Yeah. But City are that good. They've had a wobble. They've lost a couple of games. But they're still there. They're playing really well. Mm. Smash Schalke up away 3-2 with yeah. 10 men as well. Yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts? Who are you tipping for the title? <sighs> These are the tough ones. These are the tough ones. Because if I go and predict, um, people will come back to this podcast and say uh, you was wrong. Yeah, but, so. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone can be right yeah. with predictions. No. It's, see, it's this, how you say it. This if you is, say, this is... I definitely know this is happening... <laughs> Like guaranteed, oh, guaranteed, yeah. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> like say. Like you've said before. Yeah. Uh, but if you say your opinion, no. See, see, everybody sees it the same way. Everybody's looking and saying, "Okay, City have got the strongest squad, mm. and that will see them through." Now, this is the argument that I was having. Um, I definitely, obviously, City do have the strongest squad, mm. but I feel for Liverpool. And based on Klopp's previous, just his previous years in management, yeah. I just can't see him getting them over the line. I can't see it. You know he won, ooh, in a man's voice, Kev. <clears throat> yeah. You know yeah. he won back-to-back um, -back titles yeah. For, yeah. For, for, for Dortmund. Yeah, and he's also lost some... Cup how many? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cup finals. Seven what? Cup Is that finals. seven? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's but he's got experience of taking a team over the over the line and winning the league. And my argument was that this bottlers tag, I think, is really unfair on Liverpool to be no, fair. I because don't. I don't. No, yeah, but, it's yeah, not but, Liverpool. It no, no, they were bottlers. There's no what, way. No, they were bottlers in part. But how can you call this squad bottling when they've lost oh, one no, not, game? Not this squad. No, I don't agree. No, but with that's what I'm saying. People now are saying Liverpool bottling the league. We're now oh, no, we no. had a couple of draws against uh, Leicester and West Ham. Oh Dan. no, 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 that's you unfair. Know, but no one said that. Oh, Man City are bottling it when they lost to Newcastle and Palace. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. And uh, you know they still still only They're lost still, one game. Yeah, yeah. They've let in fifteen goals. Liverpool have been brilliant. There's no no doubt about that. Like they've been 
brilliant this year. And as you said, because City have that squad, they've been able to keep applying the pressure. But for me personally, Klopp has to see this over the line. Like, he has to. Like, he, it, with the start they had and the players that you lot, you lot have, mm. it's different. If, if, if the major players get injured, yeah. then I can say, do you know what? Yeah, hold I mean, your hands Van Dijk up. gets injured. Yeah, Salah gets, gets injured. injured. Exactly. If you think it's game over. Yeah, you? but and Firmino, I'd say I think he's a key part. Firmino. Yeah, Firmino. Yeah. 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 Um, but apart from that, if everybody's fit, they have to see that they have to get over the line. Like they're in the best position. You've got the points. You're ahead on points. However many it is, yeah. I don't know now. Um, and teams fear Liverpool. Like. We can banter and have jokes and talk about bottlers and stuff, but when you play Liverpool, everybody fits. Like mm. uh, every time Liverpool play a team, I've seen City fans scared, Chelsea fans scared, United fans mm. scared, um, everybody. Arsenal fans scared. Well, they're scared of everyone, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but Arsenal fans scared. So for me, they just have to get over the line. Like it hurts me, and it it really hurts me to say it, but. Obviously, deciding between Liverpool and Man City is... Oh, you've got to go City all day long. It's easy, isn't it? Really. Most Man United fans that I've spoken to, like, like City have already won the league. We, we we know what it's like. We don't like it, but it's everyone's expecting City to win the league. So it's But for Liverpool to win the league... I mean, we'll touch on this question that someone put in yes uh, the other day, Mark Loveday, Liverpool fan. Yeah. Why, why are Liverpool hated so much? And was, yeah. I, I'll put that question out to people to... To answer, um, go on. You're gonna finish off what you're saying, I'm Jamie Carragher. Yeah, he's your reason. Butter, who's saying <laughs> 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 it's those type of people that drive me crazy about Liverpool. Um, it's true, but I do think that every set of fans have got, yeah, know, because of how how Liverpool deal with things. That's why it's how they deal mm. with things. Like, I don't have a problem with Klopp. I know some people do and that, but I love Klopp. Like mm. I'm a bit. This is this is the thing. As you get elder, I had it when I was younger, but I've got a, I've still got a love for football first. If you mm. see what I mean. So sometimes I have to put the rival, rivalry aside, mm. and I enjoy. I think Liverpool are attacking, exciting, everything like that. I love City. I really, really do. I want I want change. I don't want one team to I'd I'd actually I'd prefer if Spurs won it more than anything. <laughs> I'd prefer if Spurs won it. That would make me the happiest in life if Spurs won it. But <laughs> Well, that makes sense as a man's man United fan. Yeah. You don't want to sit your Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Move, so. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want either of them to win it. And people say, Oh Man City, this I both of them are the same mm. to me. I, I feel equally about both of them it's like, a weird one I'm desperate for Liverpool to win the league you know it's been nearly 30 years so yeah. I was what 8, 9 yeah. when they last won the league yeah. and um, yeah, I, anything I'd give anything to, for, to win that league yeah, I'm desperate yeah. and I think there's a lot. obviously lots of Liverpool fans are just desperate and it's yeah. all they want I see a couple of times people say oh people think they're entitled yeah. I don't think they're entitled to win anything I think, I think but when you've got the chance like this and you've been so good yeah I want it. I want it badly. But I'll tell you something. Actually, I would have preferred Liverpool won it when Suarez was there. Yeah, 
Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, obviously, me, Gerard, he's a player that could walk into any Premier League winning yeah. team over yeah. the years, and he should he should have a Premier League title. Yeah, There's 100%. no doubt about it. And you know, this whole oh well, you can't be the best ever if you haven't won the World Cup. Or yeah. you can't tell me that Stephen Gerrard isn't one of the best ever in the Premier League, and he hasn't yeah. won the Premier League. So that's getting on to that. But I, I just think. Um, for me, if Liverpool are not going, to, if this title race was Liverpool Man United, yeah, um, Liverpool Everton, for example, um, one of Liverpool's sort of big rivals, yeah, that it would be more. I think there'd be a bit more edge to it for yeah. me, and I'd be a bit more um, stressed about yeah, it, yeah, a bit more worried. Course. You're like, oh god, I cannot see United win. Yeah, so, yeah. but because I've got that love for Pep and, and yeah. from Barcelona days and I love you know I've got nothing but respect for him the way they played Play, our football yeah, you watch yeah. City it's a joy to watch them and you just go do you know what if they're going to win the league they're that good yeah. you hold your hands up and I yeah. don't think it's any shame in losing the league to them, to them. but um, if Spurs were to come through now and win it then I'd be very I'd feel that's shameful where they've not been able to sign anyone yeah, uh, yeah. you know and they do it for right, That's what I feel this is what bothers me what bothers me uh, at regarding that situation is Poch has been brilliant for however many years he's been there and I literally feel that don't take this in in, a, in that way but I think he's been as good as Pep just with less resources so he's managed to do Pep's managed to do what he's done with his resources mm. and uh, Poch has done equally the same with the resources that he has and I think if Poch just had that extra two players something maybe three players yeah. it would just see them through because that's all it is like they just don't have the same quality um, replacements I do. I, I agree with what you're saying in, in, a, in a way but what I don't think other managers are able to do is replicate the style of football that Pep Gets from his players, and I think if but I if, think Spurs uh, have been Spurs, yeah, but they don't they don't dominate and have 80, 70, 80 percent possession and 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 play you. and play that football that that Man City do. You know, mm, I, I kind of disagree. I think like really? maybe not this season as much, but mm. was it last season or season before? Obviously, when they had Walker and Rose, they were playing some of the best. Football. They were um, playing good football, don't yeah. get me wrong, but you Not don't see them goals where yeah, yeah, the I know team just mean. keep the ball yeah, yeah. 50 passes I know what you and mean. bang it. 100%. Up. But I think they've been, as I said, the, the top three teams in mm. the last couple of years has been, and it's rightfully now, has been yeah. City, Spurs and Liverpool. So I would like to see Poch do well. Mm. But do you think he's gonna? Do you think it, uh, Man United are gonna? Oh, we'll get let's let's yeah, get to that later because we'll we're gonna to talk about later, yeah. the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing, uh, which is our second topic. Um, as I said, Mark Loveday is a Liverpool fan. He he asked a question: uh, Why are Liverpool hated so much? And let me just read a few of the answers that came <laughs> into the group. Um, Frankie Scrivener says because they're a huge club, people like the underdogs to win, and the fact that Liverpool are the last of the big teams yet to win the Premiership, nobody wants them to, as it means they've won everything. Um, James Watt says, I hated Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> that ball didn't cross the line. Gallas cleared it. it. <laughs> he still can't get over it. Jason Martin comes back with a good point. Agreed, but it was a penalty and a red card. As check fouled Barros just as, and he was the last man. So you would have been a goal down anyway and should have been a man down. So in effect, by allowing the goal, the ref did you a favour. <laughs> Laugh out loud. And James Watt still, still hurts. hurts. <laughs> uh, Adam Jenko 
He's, uh, I think he's a United fan. Yeah. Most deluded fans on the planet. Every year is their year. And it, <laughs> and it never is. <laughs> and it never is. <laughs> the arrogance is unbelievable and intolerable. When it doesn't go their way, they cry about everything. Great high-pressing football and a good history, but United is a bigger club and our fans are miles apart from Liverpool's deluded fans. <laughs> Adam, go fuck yourself. Um, Barry judges, uh, the rivalry between United and Liverpool is huge. Kev, yourself being a Liverpool fan, you know it because of their histories and the battles to, to be the most successful side in England. Fergie made it his destiny to beat Liverpool's league title record and succeeded in doing so. I'm sure it's Liverpool's destiny to catch up. Um, Simon Perry, I don't hate Liverpool. I did a bit in the 80s though. The club I hate the most would have to be United. See, that's, it's weird that you say that and this isn't me being funny mm. but I remember when I was younger, um, I hated Liverpool. Mm. Uh, around the time where we beat you in the cup final and Canton last yeah, that yeah, goal, yeah, I hated yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. But obviously, because they didn't really win anything, that kind of disappeared for me. Yeah. And then mostly in my era, obviously it was Arsenal. Now we're seeing a trend here, aren't yeah. we? Because our, my hatred for United, yeah. Obviously, Mourinho it, it reignited. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when when United obviously weren't winning. Things, yeah, and they went through that spell with more. I mean, I quite liked you know, yeah, I, I, David did. Moyes. I, bet, yeah, I, bet, I, did <laughs> I really it. enjoyed watching it. I nearly burned my shirt, I'm telling you. <laughs> but it's true, like when you go back to, and um, we're all guilty of doing this, and like when you go back, I mean, I always go on about Lucky United, and you look back over, I remember when United were winning everything, mm. and they'd get the goals in the last minute, you yeah, think yeah. lucky bastards, they yeah. could have dropped two points there, but they got the winner, or you see a goal, and it's a deflection that's gone, or you go, oh, they got another penalty, yeah. It's because they're so dominant. Dominant. They're yeah. so pr- putting the pressure on. Yeah. That you're gonna get them gonna breaks. Get it, yeah. And now Liverpool, as a dominant team, are yeah. starting to get them breaks. And yeah. you see against Crystal Palace, two yeah. like yeah. that Spironi mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Van Dijk against Everton, big yeah. slice on the bar. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, but that's because they're pressure, 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 pressure. And and it is. You look at it, you go, you lucky bastards. And, yeah. And you hate them because of it. And yeah, you hate yeah, them yeah. celebrating. Exactly. And that's yeah. I think Liverpool are getting that now. Yeah. They, they, they are. They are. But as I said, for me. I, it's so funny, and I think you take away Facebook and Twitter, mm. and I think I still hate Arsenal because mm. I just hate Arsenal. <laughs> but Liverpool wouldn't be so bad. But yeah. I'm one of those people, you know, like me. Once the game's happening, you go on your timeline and you read certain comments, and you just think, "Is this person?" It's not even directed at you. Yeah. It's somebody's just talking in their own yeah. world, and you're like. This person's out to piss me off. Like, if I read what Button writes, like, I lose my mind. I'm like, you're actually taking a mic. Like, yeah. same as Arsenal, for example, if they buy Torreira, he has six good games and now he's the best DM in the world. Like, that stuff drives me crazy. Like, and that's what it is, I think, with Liverpool. It's I think just... that's an English trait, mate, because as soon as someone Maybe. starts doing well in the Premier League, they're instantly the best in the world. And true, it's been true. driving me mad for years. True, I can't, that is something that, that that really like does it for me. I can't, I can't. It's confirmation it. bias, isn't it? It's what you're watching week in, week out, and yeah, wow, well, it's the best defensive midfielder I've seen. Yeah, so that's it, best in the world. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't label that in the world <laughs> until you watch more football. But, that's uh, you and your cousins. Oh, I love that. What's the that? Scriveners like yeah, yeah. going at it. Oh, <laughs> oh I love. That. <laughs> yeah, well, they are proper match of the day fans. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, another comment on comment on Liverpool. It now? <laughs> <laughs> no, they know I love them. Um, Ace Real City. Generally speaking, Liverpool fans talk crap and do my head in. 
in so as a result I don't want them to do well nothing to do with the club as such although the defence of Suarez by the club pissed me off pissed me right off and the fans reaction to ever ever since as a gooner I obviously hate Spurs even more so since they've surpassed us in the league historically since the Wenger era I began to hate United then comes my dislike for Paul. So again, you know, that rivalry between United and Arsenal, Arsenal weren't yeah. there before, but yeah, because wasn't. they were head-to-head, yeah, it yeah. just inflamed it, didn't it? And it's they the were... pizza, pizza gate. That, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was something Oh, mate, them days right. were quality, weren't oh, they? Do you remember mate. Vieira I, look, and King? That's what I'm saying. Like... I, I, would, I would give anything for that to come back. Like, mm. I can't... And this is why I was annoying people online because I was writing, oh, obviously, Ruda Nistra is the greatest Premier League yeah. striker. Um... And for me... Yeah, Ross Cable when, mentioned me, you've got to yeah. have words with Dallas. <laughs> He's like, you've got to have words yeah. with Dallas, Kev, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, let me clear it up. Like, when I say it, I mean, he was my favourite because he he just represented everything about Man United. Like, loads, like, quality player, great finisher, great work, mm. and just pure shithousery. Just yeah. proper winding everybody yeah. up so that's when I say that like it's my favourite Premier yeah, League yeah, striker yeah. he wasn't the best I know yeah. that for like let's be clear like yeah. Henri was the best but <laughs> just writing it on Twitter oh yeah. mate I come back after football and I've got 20 notifications people just going mad like <laughs> people people are inboxing me saying you better delete that. <laughs> Oh, oh dear, Twitter is a funny place oh, to I be, love isn't it? it? I love it, I love it. <laughs> uh, Nick Hems, Liverpool hated because they have a lot of angry fans that feel they are entitled. Now, in all seriousness, I honestly think that you lot will be the most unbearable group of people if you win the league. You'll be the biggest club in the world again. It'll be Douglas, Rush, Barnes, <laughs> Van Dijk, oh, Salah. God, don't. You'll forget about oh, the Aquilani's, the Shearer's, the Peaknicks. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and they used to regularly grace that turf. Basically, Liverpool fans have permanent big club syndrome and on the whole are unbearable people to have an argument with football about, but at least you're not Chelsea fans. <laughs> Let me just yeah. clarify something to Nick there. And this is a fact. Liverpool are big club globally. You go, you watch them in pre-season, they go to Australia and set yeah. out the uh, Sydney cricket place, yeah. 100,000 people for a pre-season friendly. Yeah. They, they've just become the first club to make £100 million profit or something. Oh, okay. The search shell... Shirt sales around the world are massive. They are a huge global club and they always will be because they've had that fan base from years of being successful. That doesn't mean that we think we're entitled to win the league (laughs) because believe me, we've had some dog crap. I mean, the Hodgson eras for Liverpool, probably one of the most depressing time of watching Liverpool with Mm. people like Paul Koncheski being signed and it was just painful. But uh, I do get what you're saying. Um, Teke and Carroll. Ben Tech uh, and oh, Carol, I mean, oh God. Um, I was King, just glad that we King managed Kenny, to. Oh, God, I can't deal with that. <laughs> that. That drives me insane. King Kenny, though. Oh, no, mate, I, can't, I can't. I can't. He but he's like, so, he's like Sir Alex for Liverpool. Yeah, you yeah. Know, no. He's that legendary figure of the club. Did so much from off the, off the pitch as well with Hillsborough and everything. But anyway. Um, Rodney Dave Trotter, Nick Hems, I hate Chelsea more than Spurs actually, he's an Arsenal fan, probably because they only established themselves in 2003 (laughs) and have become tough to beat. Um, Last one, Marcel Dennis, I ain't got to write a comment as it seems unanimous while we all hate Liverpool, I'm because of Buck (laughs) and I'll put Kevin with that too actually, (laughs) cheers Marcel, thank you for that. No, I don't even, to be fair, on Twitter, you don't actually... um, go out to 
I think you comment on Liverpool's games. Mm. So I read what you're writing during the games and I don't think you're the worst. Uh, you're very oh, biased. You very no, you're very biased. You believe you deserve every penalty and every every single game, there's a, a, there's a player against Barcelona or Liverpool who has fouled a thousand times yeah. and got nothing for it. Like That's the one I, I read all the time. Trust me, watch the games. Oh, I watch love the it. games. Exactly. And I would every I would, every single game. It's I've I've never seen a player uh, foul this much in my life. Like <laughs> yeah, that's Barcelona to be yeah. fair because they do get they do they just foul to break Barcelona up and mm. refs let them get away with get, it. Uh, Barcelona make one foul straight away. Yellow card. Yeah, it is really poor. But no, I, I will say this, and every fan is biased. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But there's been times where. I've been against every Liverpool, pretty much every Liverpool. Do you remember yeah. the penalty with Van Dijk and Lamella? Yeah, yeah. I Everyone do was saying it. Do you remember that. the goal we scored against City when Firmino barged stones off the ball and then lobbed Edison? And everyone was saying that was weren't a foul. Yeah. He fouled him. Yeah. He barged him in the back. That shouldn't have been given a goal. Yeah, so yeah. I will say it as I see it. Often there are times when yeah, you do have the rose tinted glasses yeah, and yeah, yeah. everyone sees what they want to see. But in the cold light of day, I think I'm That's pretty funny. balanced. What was that? What's that? There was something that happened and talking of rose-tinted glasses, it was, only, it was only the last few weeks, a month ago, and there was a big discussion about it. I'm going to remember, because there was a big discussion, I'm sure it was about... About what, Liverpool, Liverpool Barca? Yeah. It's Liverpool, definitely Liverpool. Yeah. And something happened and there was a big West Ham offside goals? Or was it a penny that should have been given? I'll find it. Yeah. Once I find it, we'll go back on it again, okay. but... All right then. Well, look, that's uh, topic one done there. Um, I think the uh, consensus from the group is and that they want Man City to win over Liverpool and mm. uh, obviously hope with all my heart Liverpool do it. But if they don't, then uh, Man City deserve it. End of story. Mm. We'll move on to Sorry. topic... Yeah, go on. The Salah dive. Oh, yeah, what one? I remember the first one. Who was it that he played? Was it Palace? So he he went down against Newcastle when he yeah. got touched on the shoulder and yeah. dropped. yeah. Possibly uh, and there was, was one that against, one. there was one against Palace where he fell backwards, and I said that. No, yeah, it was should... the first one, and I was saying to people that is a foul. Like yeah, you're yeah. in the box, someone's pushed you from behind. Yeah, um, it was a foul. But I remember there was just a big discussion yeah. online. I think Salah Salah's one of them players that he, he if he feels contact in the box, he yeah. goes down. Hundred percent. And fans are hypocrites because yeah. how many times the fans go, "You should have went. Why didn't he yeah, go yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Why didn't he go down?" But the one against Palace was yeah. a blatant dive. It yeah, really yeah. just fell backwards. Fell backwards yeah. And uh, yeah, he should be banned for that. I mean, I'm all for banning players for getting caught for diving. You yeah. know, if you ban them for two, three games, they're going to stop doing well, it. Haven't they just... Who uh, What's uh, the striker? Uh, championship. Old Palace striker. He just got a ban for something. Don't know, mate. I'm not sure. Dwight Gell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get... I saw that one yeah, for West yeah. Brom. He literally yeah. went like he was diving in yeah, a swimming pool. He, he got a ban... Which is what a yeah. retrospective ban. Good, he's that's... always been a cheating diver. Like that. Yeah, good yeah. time for Palace always against Liverpool. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. me seeing it in my rose <laughs> glasses. Turns out I was right. <laughs> right, topic one done. We're going to move now on to topic two. Okay, topic number two: Man United revival. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has obviously turned the form around of Man United, and we've asked, should he get the job permanently? Um, we've got some comments here. Start again with Chris Wheeler because he's put in a couple of big comments for the group. Um, 
it's not the first time we've seen players stop playing for a manager for whatever reason and then pick up their performances for the guy who's replaced the going manager. Yeah, that's true. I can think of Di Matteo with old uh, Andre villas Boas. There's no denying Oli is going is doing a decent job. He knows the club. He knows the club's values, and he's making the players realise that uh, the biggest improvement, without doubt, has been Pogba. If he can improve Lukaku and as Alexis as well, then United will have a real attacking force. It's too soon to say give him the job full time, though. He's still in his honeymoon period, and the board need to see where the club are at come the end of the season. If they make the top four and or win a trophy, then I'd say he deserves it. If he doesn't make top four or, or, or win a trophy, then it's a judgment call by the board on whether he can t- continue to improve next season. They may want a more recognised name, but for now, Ollie is giving him food for thought. Uh, Aaron Murphy, uh, Solskjaer, deserves the job after the results he's overseen, but goodness me, I've had enough of him <laughs> and his press conferences so far this season. I've also had enough of their revival. We want our Mourinho back. <laughs> Mourinho United back. Um, I know Aaron mentioned about he finds Solskjaer quite annoying in interviews yeah. and a bit sort of too happy and cheap. Yeah. I've got to say, I, 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 I love to hate United players and managers yeah. and I can't with Oli. I, I, I'm yeah. really, I, he, he just looks like a warm, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, he just looks like a genuine guy to me, so I've got no problem with him. Obviously, if they start winning stuff, I'll have problems with him, uh, especially Sunday. So uh, let's just hope he's not. Big game. Let's hope he's not smiling on Sunday. But two ones, man. Uh, <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh, you heard it here first. Uh, Barry Judge's um, Man United fan. Ollie has done an unreal job, but it's something we could all see, and that he has um, all, all see that he has done. The talent in that squad wasn't being utilised in the right way and puts and he puts an arm around the players and believes in him. It's too early to give him the job at the moment, but if he gets top four, possibly wins FA Cup or or I doubt oh, or I doubt but the Champions League that doesn't make sense. But anyway, uh, then they would seriously have to consider him for the job. Um I think he's talking about getting top four. Um, he doubts that they're getting there. But if if they do then obviously seriously Consider giving him the job. Frankie Scrivener, as for United, um, Oli has to get the job full-time. They're a different team. Uh, the players love him, the coaches love him, and the fans are loving him. He's been there in the glory days and holds the values of the club dear. He understands the fans and what it is to be Man United. Uh, Tommy Roberts, I think Oli deserves the job, although no rush to give it to him. I, ca- I can't see the point in paying millions for Poch. To be released from his contract when it could be better spent on players. Also, if Schultzgaard continues to do well from now until the end of the season, good cup runs and finishing fourth, what's the point in starting again from the beginning? There's no guarantee that Potts will come in and win things like you like you would if you hired someone like Pep. I think if we tried an up-and-coming manager like Moyes, a hugely experienced one like LVG, a winner like Jose, and none of them have really worked out. So we are playing better now than I can remember over the last five years and Oli just gets the club and the tradition. Maybe it is time to try someone from within like him. Um, the players clearly love playing for him too. Uh, Amir, Jade, uh, I'm of the opinion that we should reserve all judgment regarding Oli Gunnar Solskjaer until the end of the season and let's not get carried away. He's done very well up until now, but in my opinion, the players were so exasperated with Mourinho that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's job was made all the more easier. I also think that Phelan was a massive appointment as number two, even bigger than maybe some people realise. 
So he would need to continue as United number two. If he was hired full-time, I think United shouldn't make any decisions. Um, so he said, I think United shouldn't make any decisions until the end of the season, though. Uh, Tommy Roberts responds, yep, feeling is very important. Um, Oli has mentioned that himself. As soon as he got the call, he was after feeling to be his number two. They were analysing it on Sunday supplement yesterday. How is it more like a team effort? For, how it's more like a team effort now from the bench rather than just one man? Uh, I'll be pretty sure Oli and Phelan have will have a word with regarding what if. Um, Marcel, Dennis, and finally, uh, um, Man United would be crazy not to appoint Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. They've tried every other avenue and not been that Man United as a club. Sorry, not been what Man United as a club expect. They now have three likeable characters in Oli, Phelan and Carrick. People say after Jose this was an easy fix, but to win 10 from 11 is never easy. Whether they give him the job now or in the summer, I think he deserves it. James Watts, if not Oli, then who would come in and keep the squad as happy as it is? Do you think the players' player power will kick in once again if he lead, leaves? Um, and that's the last comment on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Now, obviously, you're the Man United fan sitting here. You've seen him go from Moyes to Van Gaal to Mourinho. And now, obviously, Oli. And what's your feelings? You uh, Would you give him the job now? Would you wait until the summer? What do you reckon? I'd wait until the summer to keep him hungry. Keep him fighting for something. I think this group of players, for me, um, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's so crazy. You have all these talented players. And I read uh, once what Ramos said about Zidane. Um, and regarding the manager who came in after him and got sacked. Mm. He was saying that with with the players that they have, say, for example, Real Madrid, yep. when obviously Ronaldo was there as well, he said... They have everything, all the talent, the desire, uh, the hunger to win everything. It's about how they're managed and the personal relationships. That's what they needed for that group of players, if you see what I mean. There are some group of players that need to be managed in a certain way. And that's what I feel like with Mourinho's old Chelsea team, for example those type of characters needed to be managed and structured and that's what worked for them. Mm. But with this group of Man United players, they need to, they need an arm around them. They need to be let off the leash. They need to be free. For example, the Pogba's, the Marshall's, the Rashford's, etc. And I just think with Oli, that's what he's done. But obviously, clearly, it's not just him. It is actually the fact that feelings there Obviously, his tactical knowledge is, is is amazing, but also Carrick. He plays. I watch um, what he's doing. He plays an important part. Like, say for example, Oli's watching a game or whatever. He may be having personal talks with players. Mm. You know what I mean? Just giving them that little bit of information or that that belief or yeah. That's that what Robert, Robert said. It's more of a team. Yeah, from the bench exactly. Than doing yeah, it all exactly. Last time. And I think that is the difference now. And I just think with that that unit, you've got. Phelan knows the club and you've got Ollie and Carrick who have played know the demands know the club inside out I, I just can't see 
change like changing it would frustrate me. Even if Poch came in, for example, I don't think I'd be as happy. Mm. When I'm watching it now, it feels like Man United. If you know what I mean, it feels like mm. okay, that's my. These are the faces that I know. You know mm. what I mean. Something that can't be underestimated, and and I know this through a little bit through Liverpool yeah. um, because you can see in their most successful periods when you had um, Shankly and then uh, Paisley and Fagan they all led on from each other yeah, yeah. and then Dalglish as a player yeah, yeah. led on into management yeah. it didn't quite work out obviously with Souness that they yeah. tried to carry on he completely screwed it up but but their most successful period is where it's leading on from players that yeah. have been in that successful exactly. period and they yeah. get the club. And the same with Barcelona, where you have, obviously, yeah. Cruyff um, yeah. was in there and then Pep got yeah. lots of... Yeah. Well, Pep's been a ball boy, yeah. pl- reserve team player, first team player, yeah. manager. Yeah. So that's led on. And then you've got someone like Luis Enrico who's played there, yeah. led on. Yeah. They went for Tata Martino yeah, yeah. from outside the club, yeah. Argentinian done nothing really yeah, didn't win exactly. a thing and it's massive to, to know that how the club I mean Mourinho the thing that surprises me about Mourinho is because he's won things and he's been so successful yeah. he's not a dumb man he gets how big Man United yeah, is yeah. but he didn't obviously he obviously didn't try and bring in traditions that yeah. United are used to which yeah. Solskjaer He's probably been around in United's most successful period ever yeah. when they were winning back-to-back leagues, Champions yeah. Leagues. Yeah. So he gets it. And, and for me, that that's invaluable. And, and going back to Barcelona, um, well, I think when Xavi becomes a manager, yeah. Yeah. I think you'll see another step another from Barcelona step. Yeah. where they, you know... But it's also, I find that like the players the players respect you. Obviously, Oli was a, uh, a youth coach as well mm. for players. Pogba, uh, Lingard, Rashford, for example. Mm. Like... They obviously grew up while he they were young and he was a first teamer yeah. playing, same as Carrick. They knew what he achieved, and then now they've grown up. He obviously coached them uh, through. So now when it comes to the first team, it's like Ollie knows Pogba inside out. He knows Rashford inside out. He knows Lingard inside out. He's known them for what they're near enough their whole entire careers, and I think that is so important. Mm. I think you know it. Obviously, we've both obviously only done it at Sunday level but when you are managing like players it's so important to know the player that you're putting on like you know what they're going to give you if you see what I mean and that makes it easy to know um, how the team's going to deliver and I think that's it now like I think Oli when he's picking these teams it's so mad like the team gets put out and I'm like I know exactly what he's going for Mm. you know what I mean like I, I even know what what he's doing with mm. each one now. Whereas with Mourinho, as you said, nobody knew. Like all of us, well, going plenty back times. to Mourinho and, and and that thing, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, when you listen to um, Ferguson be interviewed and stuff, yeah. and people interviewed about Ferguson, how he was in the change room. Yeah. What Mourinho didn't seem to get at United, especially with someone like Pogba, is yeah. he battled with him and he fought him and yeah. he, and he and he antagonised him yeah. and he didn't get what. Pogba, some like Pogba needs. Now, yeah. some people like Graham Sooners might think he needs a kick yeah, up the yeah, arse, yeah, but yeah. there comes a point where you ain't getting what you want and you take it differently. Like Alex Ferguson, everyone says that, you know, Eric Cantona, yeah. fly kick a football yeah, uh, yeah, fan, yeah. get yeah, yeah, suspended yeah. for ages. Yeah. Fergie wouldn't like give yeah, him grief yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. when he comes back, he knows he's getting the player yeah, he's got. Yeah. And well, certain people have managed didn't, differently. Didn't they say that? They said that, like, it's so. When I was growing up, I always thought, like, 
Fergie was in the change room and he controlled everything. And then uh, when they, he done one of those charity matches, they were like, that's the most he's spoken, mm. if you know what I mean. And I was, mm. I was so shocked. But that's what I'm saying. Even Rooney says it. Mm. Rooney said that he knew, Ferguson knew, there's certain players like, for example, Gary Neville and Rooney mm. and Roy Keane. He could give a kick and he knew mm. that that's what ignites them. Mm. And then there were other players like Nani, for example. He knew that not to say anything yeah. because it damages them. And I think that's what I'm saying, trying to say. When I'm saying mm. Oli understands all the players... I can almost see it. Like I, I'm looking when he goes after the game. He's tactical mm. about who he goes to. He gives the right players the right uh, what they need at that moment in time, mm. and that's why we've won. And I think with Ollie seeing um, Alex Ferguson, how he had his number twos were vital to yeah, him. Yeah, they took training yeah, most yeah, of the time. Yeah. Um, I think he's obviously seen that and yeah. how it worked for United. So he's bought him feeling. Yeah. Got Carrick. So as as again, Tommy Roberts said in that yeah. comment, it's more of a team, team sort of structure, structure as management yeah. rather than the one man sort one of man, yeah. running it all. But um, but that's that is if you read Ferguson's books, uh, and I've, obviously I went to his like when he had this, like couple of speeches in mm. up London, uh, his books says it and interviews I've read I said Ferguson's best thing, uh, Rio Ferdinand says it as well in his TED talk I believe it is that uh, his best trait was delegating things yeah so for example like when sports obviously uh sports science started taking mm. over and stuff he trusted them with yeah. what they're doing he didn't interfere in it yeah he just wanted them to be back so that they could perform and then he could do what his best at. yeah and i think that possibly is where Mourinho went wrong because yeah. there's certain people like ibrahimovic that you can do things to but there's other players yeah Lindelof for example look how good the guy looks now like it's unreal like <laughs> he hardly makes a mistake now like mm. I've seen him make one mistake and that's because Mbappe is like faster than a cheetah and, and <laughs> got in front of <laughs> like them two but I don't think anyone in the world can blame you for that but no. apart from that he's been brilliant so mm. it just shows you it's going to be interesting to see how United do obviously they've got a, a run of form that they're, they're doing pretty well um, didn't do too well in the Champions League PSG pretty much scored them at home with, without Neymar and Cavani yeah. as well and uh, a 70% fit variety in midfield who run the game um, obviously you were quite looking forward to Man United <laughs> schooling PSG as you said no didn't quite... I didn't I didn't think we schooled them I did think that we would um, nick a result nick a result yeah. let me find that tweet that yeah, you yeah. said I didn't looking... say school hold on you said something school... like that yeah it wasn't school schooling them or something like that no, but what, what do you think happened in that game I mean were, were you disappointed with no you were... I, I, um, that was uh, that that was expected like I know how good PSG are um, with United we're in a great run of form and I've sometimes that form carries you through and that's what I expected mm. whether we got a draw or we nicked a win I would have expected that but I've got the tweet here yeah Andrew Dallas <laughs> 14 37 11th of February 2019 can't wait to serve up yeah PSG. serve up yeah that's that ain't it. nicking a win yeah, serving no. them up is yeah, yeah, we'll beat them. Like, I, I, I'm not schooling. Like, I know we weren't going to school them. That was that was literally just there to to wind people up. But <laughs> oh yeah. I did, I, we, there's the no old, way we the can old school them. Banter when it doesn't. No, no, no. Because no, look at our midfield comment. Like, we haven't got Matic, Herrera are not really ever going to school anyone. We're not going to keep possession and um, 
and dominate teams and be dynamic like that. But we play high intensity and I thought we would... Um, win. Yeah, I thought we'd win, but not just win. I thought, like... To be fair... Our high intensity... Hold on, hold on. To yeah. be fair, I'm giving you grief here. Yeah. Graham Hunter, friend of the show, yeah. uh, uh, a few other people were really convinced that United were going to win by two yeah. clear. And, no, and, no, I, and I was, I was yeah. a bit baffled by this, but yeah. I was like, hang on, I know they're doing well in the league, yeah. but PSG are a good Yeah, side. come on, like, we, 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 trust me, I know. Like, I never underestimated And this is PSG. their baby. This yeah. is what they're about. Yeah. Like, the no. French league is training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're built for the Champions League, but it's not that. What I thought is that for example, like Manchester United recently, and I'm not just talking about Premier League games, but I mean, like, we've been fierce in the tackle. And sometimes you get those, obviously, PSG come over, they're coming to United. Obviously, it's our home game. You've got Neymar out, Cavani out. Mm. That's a mental battle for one. Yeah. And then I thought, if we really, in, like, intensely press them and bother them, we might not intimidate them, but you know what I mean? Like mm. just Might smother make, them a bit. Yeah, really. smother them yeah. a bit and, and create a problem. And that's what I expected. So for them to put who they had, Verratti in midfield, and then they put the who is it? Marquinhos or who did they Marquinhos, put? Yeah, Marquinhos yeah. was Marquinhos holding, yeah, was holding. In holding and for them to dominate, that shows like Do you know still what I love from PSG and who? every single time I see him play He's just flawless and he's so good. And, and no, no, he, he's he's leaving them, isn't he? But he's yeah. actually sacked his agent, who's his mum. Yeah, mom. his mum. I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. But, um, and I wanted him to sign for Barcelona back in uh, a few years ago. And I know I talk about Van Dijk as being like imperious yeah. and so good. But every time I see him, Thiago Silva in defence, yeah. is he's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't put a foot wrong. I haven't seen him make a mistake yeah. yet. I mean, I only seen him a handful of times. But every time I see him, he's just so. He's just so impressive. As a it's defender. weird though because he doesn't get rated as one of the no, best in the world, but he actually is. Yeah, it's crazy. He, he's, he's a superb player. Anyway, so we've talked about Oli. We've talked about um, whether we think or whether you would want him to get the job or whatever. Um, Looking to Sunday, a uh, couple of days away now. Man City v Liverpool. Um, you might be listening to this Man after United the games. Liverpool. What did I say? Man City. City yeah. Sorry, Man United versus Liverpool. Um, what are you thinking? What you? What's your prediction? I'm going two one United. Two one United. Yeah. yeah. See, this is see the question. This is a problem. Are you going to serve us up? When we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> you when, heard when it. you ask me any question about Man United, yeah, I don't know what part of me is responding. I don't know if it's the truthful <laughs> part. I don't know if it's the biased the heart, part. The head, yeah, the yeah. Heart, like, I have no idea. So yeah. when I'm saying it, it's like I truly, I don't know if I want it or I truly believe it. But yeah. as he said, the same thing I saw against. Um, PSG I'm looking at Liverpool and I'm like if there's a time when we're going to beat them it's now like mm. this is the the time we we have to it's going to be hard because we've beaten Chelsea we've beaten Tottenham we've beaten Arsenal we've won these big games and now we're coming to Liverpool and This is going to be our what our second biggest test so far since Oli's joined. Obviously mm. after PSG, mm. um, but I think we can do it. I literally, I truly believe we can do it. I, I've 
I'm just intrigued to see what he does. That's what it is. Mm. If we, if have you got any big injuries at all? Or they all back? Nah. So that Martial had an injury, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think I think he's he was. Now nah, I think he's back now. I so think. you're going two one United. Um, I'm gonna go. I reckon I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go three one Liverpool. And I don't normally predict Liverpool to win these games, so it's probably going to bite me on the arse because I normally am pessimistic and I always think... But I think um, the breaks that Liverpool's had, I think they're going to peak now. I'm hoping they're going to push on and they're going to be so up for it. And I don't know, I just think United have... uh, they played Tottenham away. They won the game, but obviously the hair kept yeah, them in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The teams that they've right. played that are big have normally dominated them, yeah. apart from Chelsea. But Chelsea, a bit and, and that—that's my point. That's—that's that's why. That's exactly my point. I am I'm, I'm under no illusions that we actually currently don't have the even our best starting eleven. I don't believe can outplay Tottenham or outplay mm. Liverpool or anything like that. I don't believe that. But I just mean I just think we've got the heart under desire, and what we've done to Chelsea, mm. if we could implement that in certain other games, I think we'd win more big games. But as I said, Liverpool, they've got different qualities. Mm. Do you know what? I'd be more, I'd be more worried and more um, pessimistic if Mourinho was still in charge. Yeah, Liverpool. yeah, yeah. 100%. Only because I, I know he's going to set up yeah, to yeah. stop yeah. Liverpool and yeah. that will be his main focus. Stop yeah. them and try yeah. and nick it a goal yeah. on the break. Whereas Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I think he's going to say, right, we need to go at them yeah, as well. Yeah, We're yeah. Man United. Yeah. We don't defend and, yeah. and block. For, you know, we, we don't do that way. Yeah. So that's why I think it might be a bit open. Whereas if Mourinho was still there, I would be thinking, oh, it's probably going to be a bloody nil-nil yeah, or United yeah, yeah. nick a one-nil or whatever. Well, I, I, I'm, and I don't, I never wish losing upon my team but I think everybody agrees um, I don't want us to completely go gung-ho and try and beat you but there was nothing more painful for for me than knowing we were going to Liverpool or a Spurs or something and we'd have to set up defensively mm. like for, for a fan that just already tells you look, they're better than us you know mm. what I mean yeah like, well, I was at the Anfield game for Liverpool 3, Man United 1. Mourinho's last uh, game in charge, the nail in the coffin. We was all singing, we want you to stay, we want yeah. you to stay. And I kind of wish he was still there, you yeah. know, because it would still be a bit bit more turmoil. But they're looking good for fourth, possibly. You know, who knows? They're going to push it all the way. And our final thing we're going to talk about, actually, a little bit of breaking news on the way in, but we were going to talk about Chelsea and Maurizio Sarri because... They uh, are just looking a total mess at the moment, Chelsea, aren't they? I know they won in the Champions Horrible. League, uh, uh, Europa League last night. Is it Malmo? I think they may have beaten. Yeah. Um, but in the league and obviously in the cup against United, it's just not going well. And Mauricio Sarri, um, he's, I mean, we spoke about it briefly before and oh, I just cannot get my head around him not playing Kante in that DM position because, you know, he's Obviously, I'm going to say Busquets is the best in that position because of the whole package of what he does. But I think actual ball winning and retention, don't no one's better in the world that can say it running around and getting that ball back. And he's playing him more attacking. And it just seems to me bizarre. We've also seen the news now that they've been banned for signing players for the next two transfer windows, I believe. Now, that's going to be massive because everyone knows that Hazard is wanting out yeah. of there. So they're not they're either going to have a fight with him and he's, I can't see him letting him go now because if they're not going to be able to bring 
anyone in, mm. what's going to happen? Um, maybe Hudson Odoi starts to get more minutes and players like that. But what do you reckon on Sarri? Because I know you're saying that it's sort of depressing you a little bit because it, the grief he's getting. You've seen how good as a manager he can be at Napoli and the, the football he can play. But as you mentioned to me, I didn't notice that he actually hasn't won a single trophy as a manager yeah. yet. Um, yeah. He won manager of the year a couple of seasons ago in, in Italy. But yeah, how, how do you see it going? I mean, do you think they should stick with him and, uh, or do you think it's going to be what case that Abramovich is going to say see you later? Once again, this, this is the similar thing to the Mourinho syndrome. I'm not a fan of just sacking straight away. I, I I don't like that football's gone that way. I think previously, obviously with Ferguson, uh, with uh, Wenger. Wenger, I used to like that. I like that you, you think of a team and you identify who their manager is. I think with Chelsea, sometimes I even forget. I've, I've heard people go, oh, Conte, you know what I mean? Oh. Like they, you forget, like, and that, I, I don't like that. I like that you... You know who the players are. You know who the manager is. In this modern day market, I think that based on what he's doing, uh, he'd have to go for me. Mm. Um, I don't want to say it, but I, I can't, I literally can't tolerate um, the thing with Kante. We're talking about a man that's won the Premier League with Leicester, won the Premier League with Chelsea, and then won the World Cup yeah. in that position. Mm. You can't tell me he doesn't move the ball fast enough or that nonsense. Like yeah. that is nonsense to me. Mm. And if if he was trying things and it wasn't working, that's fine. But him being as stubborn as he is, mm. it, it's just Gino like, starting to get booed now. By yeah, the fans. and that's it's what I'm saying. Toxic, he, exactly, it's becoming toxic, and that's the last thing. They've got some talented players like Hudson Odoi, Barkley, mm. William, Hazard. Pedro, I know Pedro's getting older. Um, like Higuain's coming now. Higuain, well, yeah. and I like Higuain. I really like him. I think his movement and everything is brilliant. Um, with the right manager, I, I think they could be really, really dangerous. But the way he's going about it is all wrong. Like you've got the def- also with the defenders that they have, they need some protection. Like David Luiz is a defender that needs protection. Mm. Like when Pogba got in between him and whoever it was the other day I was like this is Premier League level you know like that's crazy I think if that happened on my Saturday team I think my my manager would wring somebody's neck so Mm. for some of the things I see happening at Chelsea I'm like that's just a case of um, ill discipline for me Mm. certain things certain things just look like ill discipline certain like Mm. Kante you can just tell he would do whatever he's asked to do and Mm. he's a great player and he adjusts and stuff but it's quite weird isn't it because Chelsea started off quite well in the Premier League remember rightly I think they won like first five games Uh, Jorginho was was getting praised really he was was sort of dominating the game and getting his foot on it and, and controlling it but that seems to have sort of disappeared And but that's the Premier League the whole point of it is that look if you play one game yeah the next game, you can be sure that there's a whole database on how your team plays. Yeah, I'm sure you know that's I mean? in every league, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Not every no, but not to the extent. I think. I think in the Premier League, the fine details you can't just get away with the same thing all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I read a tweet the other day when someone was saying like Salah's trying to cut inside. Um, with players that play with Arjun yeah, Robin, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Time, like <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably true. Like, if you're training with, you're gonna know, like, you know what I mean, and you know how to defend it. 
And I'm looking at Sarah, I'm saying, okay, that worked, it did work. Then it went wrong, okay? You still can go, maybe, let's say you went three games, four games. If it hasn't resolved itself after that, you've got to do something different. Mm. And I think the Chelsea fans, I'm reading what they're writing, they're saying, look, he just makes the same substitutions, substitutions yeah, yeah. every game. Like, mm. And I think even me, when I'm watching, I'm like, this is so it's boring. Not, yeah, honestly, Chelsea have always been a team, although I didn't like them, yeah. especially in the Mourinho days, but if they were on, you'd always like, oh, I don't mind watching a bit of Chelsea. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Now they are boring. Exactly. Mate, I would them. not watch Chelsea at all. Like, at all. And you're so right. Like, I used to watch them and think, oh, can't stand these and when we played them you had that fear and I and the thing is with the players they've got now that fear should still be there because mm. they've got talent all the way across the squad um, but as I said it's just mismanaging and I think any midfielder like I'm watching it and I'm watching I'm watching people run past Jorginho like Ozil did to Gareth Barry in the World Cup I'm watching this and I'm like Surely as a manager, you would see this. Mm. And then also, I don't know if you saw that game where it was Tottenham against Chelsea and Kante, um, it was Deli Alli, I think, and he they won the ball off him and then he chased him down on a wing and like stuck it on him. I think it was Danny Rose, actually. It was Danny Rose or Ali or something like that. And then everybody was like, roll, like Kante's got a bit of, mm. even though he's nice, you could see that that there and I'm saying what's happening is that when Chelsea are playing it's all great when they're on the ball but as soon as it breaks down people are just exposing that Jorginho error mm. and it's happened too many times now and he doesn't want to change it and then you've got the fans questioning you, you you're in interviews and then you're saying Kante doesn't move the ball fast enough mm. wait a minute hey, he just won the World Cup like <laughs> But yeah, that drives me. I'll be honest, that drives me crazy. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I mean, I, I think. Uh, I think you'll be gone. I, 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 the one thing you know, Chelsea fans, once they start, like, once it's in their head, mm. something's not right. <laughs> they've, they've, they've got rid of Mourinho twice, who's their, 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 their hero. So mm. I don't think Sarri stands a chance, to be honest. Well, who knows? Maybe they pull up the big upset on the weekend and and nick a nick a win against City, and they're lifting up a trophy. And people go, do you know what? You know, he ain't playing great, but they've won a trophy because that seems to that seems to be acceptable for some people these days. You know, trophy trophy means everything rather than the style. But who knows? It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to watch it. Um, I think that's. I mean, yeah, I wanted to touch on Kepa. I mean, he's looked really ropey the last few games. Yeah. Good goalkeeper, but he's making a lot of mistakes. Someone made a good point in the group that you know David De Gea looked ropey when he first came over, and yeah. uh, maybe he's still young and yeah. uh, he's still going to make the errors. But um, I don't know, Sarri. But I just don't think he has the the level of protection he needs. Like some of the goals, like the goal and the Herrera scored, like that just frustrated me. Like, like it's funny. I'm watching it and I'm loving it, mm. but I'm like. Ander Herrera has run off the back of your lot's defence and everybody's going to cross and he's managed to get from midfield into the box without anybody tracking him, mm. without anybody even seeing him. And then, obviously, there's not much Kepa can do in that position. you got a gamble and I think, obviously, whatever. But And then the same thing, the Pogba goal, he's getting in between the two centre-backs. Like, let's just think that Chelsea... They've just got some major issues, and mm. 
if he doesn't get sorted in three, four, five games, then he's well, got to go. It's not going to get sorted by buying new players because they've been banned, as we yeah. said. Two transfer windows banned. Um, Barcelona had the same ban. Uh, Real Madrid had the same punishment, but surprise, surprise, no ban for Real Madrid. <laughs> the Perez pounds working the magic <laughs> yet again. Um, I think that's it, mate. We touched yep. on a few subjects there. Um, keep posting in the group. Um, we are on Twitter, at Footy Debate Room, and find us on Facebook, Football Debate Room. Um, I'm at KevinGXX and you're at Andrew Dallas on Twitter. Uh, give us your feedback, any questions, any topics you want to bring up in the future. Post them in the room, message us, and we'll get another podcast in the can soon, yeah? Yep. All right, mate, take care. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye.